you know, they're not, they're not looking after these kids for two and a half hours, three hours a day. They're looking out for these kids for life. And um, you, you just, I don't know where else you would find that. I've been blessed. Hello, and welcome to a new monthly podcast series from Spokane Public Schools. I'm Allie Barrera, and I work in the district's communications department. In this new series, we'll be putting a spotlight on some of our amazing community partners. You might know about some of them already, and there might be others you've never heard of. We want everyone in Spokane and beyond to know about the great work these local organizations are doing in our schools and in the community. And not only will you hear from folks within these organizations, but you'll also hear from the people who use and rely on these organizations day in and day out, whether it's for food, clothing, and other essentials, or to help them get into college, or through after-school programs that help keep their kids out of trouble. We're so happy that this series' first episode is about the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Family Outreach Center in East Central Spokane. The center has been around for over 40 years and has left an indelible legacy as a regionally recognized community social service center, providing comprehensive education, social services, and cultural enrichment programs for children and families. I spoke with one family in particular who says they consider the MLK Center a home away from home and that the impact the center has made in their lives is immeasurable. If you'd like to learn more about the MLK Family Outreach Center, you can go to their website, mlkspokane.org. Here is our first episode of SPS's new Community Partners podcast series. Enjoy. There's never a dull moment at the Medlock household, where single mom Janice lives with her four rambunctious sons. Uh, my oldest is 18 and he graduates this year, and my youngest is eight and he'll be nine on Sunday. And then I have a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old. The oldest, Byron, is a graduating senior at Innovation High School. His 14-year-old brother, Christopher, is right behind him at Pride Prep. 10-year-old Kaimani is a fourth grader at Grant Elementary, and the recently turned nine-year-old Simoni is a third grader at Hamblin. All of Janice's sons are adopted. It is absolutely crazy. Um, my oldest, it was him and I for eight years, just the two of us. And even that was, was not easy, but um, we had each other and we did okay. And then Christopher came along and he was five at the time. And then the other two showed up like a year later. Janice says she has more than enough love to share with what she calls her little group of minions. But she also says there have been struggles, especially financially. Daycare, before school care, after school care. Um, sometimes it was tough putting food on the table. It's, it's been a journey. Frida Gandhi has worked at the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Family Outreach Center, or the MLK Center for short, for 21 years, the last 11 as the center's executive director. She's been with the Medlocks through thick and thin. Over the years, we've gotten to know Janice and supported her along her journey of, of being a single mom, a full-time working single mom, and, and raising, raising the boys. So... They're kind of dear to our, our hearts. Frida said the Medlocks are just one of countless families who have come to the MLK Center for its support and services. Services like before and after school childcare for working families like the Medlocks, 
along with affordable summer programs for children and teens. It all stems from a simple yet powerful mission. Our mission statement says that we exist to improve the quality of life for children, youth, and families through an array of culturally responsive and educational services, all within the framework of Dr. King's vision of equal respect, treatment, and accessibility for all people. So how we uphold that mission and make sure that we are fulfilling that mission throughout all of our programs is that we make sure that our programs are diverse and actually meet the needs of the kids and families that we are serving who are from various backgrounds. It's, it's also having a staff that represents the populations of people that you're serving as well. Even though the MLK Center seems synonymous with the East Central neighborhood, it's open and welcoming to people from all over the greater Spokane area. Anyone can access any services that we have. Our after-school program is mostly for kids who attend Grant, Sheridan, and Franklin. But um, our summer program, kids from all over Spokane get to attend. That's when we see uh, the majority of the kids that are in foster care is in the summertime because they live outside this neighborhood. But um, foster parents can drop them off early in the morning and then pick them up in the afternoon when they're done with work. Much like Executive Director Frida Gandhi, the MLK Center has been a part of Janice Medlock's life for almost 20 years. Um, my nieces went there when they were um, before and after school care and the summer program when they first uh, made it back to Spokane when they were 10. They're, 20, they're gonna be 28 in May. And then when um, it came time for kindergarten and, and e actually ECAP um, is when I first started Byron at the Martin Luther King Center. And he went there until he was too old. <laughs> ECAP stands for Early Childhood Education and Assistance Program. It's a preschool program free for eligible children and their families with the goal of getting those children ready to thrive in kindergarten. Many children start at ECAP when they are three or four years old, like Janice's oldest son, Byron, did. When I asked Byron, who's a senior in high school now, if he could remember his earliest memory of the MLK Center, he said he couldn't. Well, I don't really have a memory. I always feel like I've been there. <laughs> so, yeah, I've I just been there <laughs> forever. Well, growing up there is probably, like, probably one of the greatest things in my youth because mm -hmm. I've made a lot of friends there that I've go to school with? Janice. He was before and after school, and then he did the summer youth programs, and then the teen teen programs, uh, summer programs. So it's been a huge part of his life. 14-year-old Christopher, 10-year-old Kaimani, and 9-year-old Saimani are following in their older brother's footsteps and going to the center's before and after school programs, as well as the center's summer programs like the Summer Youth Academy. For a single mom of four adolescents, the MLK Center has been a godsend for Janice. You want to talk about taking a load off of a mother's mind. They're occupied all day long. They get, you know, breakfast and lunch. Um, they have fun activities where they're up and they're moving. And they're going to the park. They're taking swimming lessons. They're hiking. 18-year-old Byron has also participated in the center's teen summer program. Uh, we did uh, community service. We helped out at the center with the younger, uh, like preschoolers, ECAP, 
we went on field trips. We've uh, gone swimming. We've done college tours. Uh, we did Gonzaga, Eastern. This would be the first year Christopher Medlock would get to participate in the teen program. It seems pretty cool. It seems, uh, it just seems cool. After not happening last year due to the pandemic, Frida says this year's summer programming for all kids is back on, pending what phase we're in. Yes, we are having summer programming this year for our K through sixth graders and also for middle and high school students this year. All of it is dictated by what phase we're in. So hopefully we get to stay <laughs> in phase three um, and we can serve um, as many kids as we can that are in need of summer care in this neighborhood. Registration will start um, mid-May for summer. And then we usually start up right when school's out and then go to the end of August, depending on when school starts back. Mom Janice says the programs give her one less thing to worry about during those summer months. When they're there, you, you're not worried about what it is they're doing. You're not worried about are the activities um, appropriate? Um, are they skill building? Are they just sitting around staring at a computer screen? You know, are they using their minds? Are they using their bodies? What are they doing? never had to worry about that. They would come home exhausted and full of chatter and telling me about their day. We did this and we did that. Oh, and we learned this and we hiked here and we did this. And it's like, oh man, you're making me tired just listening to you. So, Another big part about what keeps Janice and her four boys coming back to the center is Frida and her team of employees. Many of them are local college students studying to be teachers or social workers. She just always has such amazing staff that interact with these kids and they invest in them. They truly are mentors in, in every sense of the word. The values I tried to teach at home, they were teaching and carrying through with at the MLK. Frida. They're excited to be here. Um, with some of our education majors, they get to go and do student teaching, but um, they love coming here because the kids are from various diverse backgrounds. And it's also a place where they not only get to build positive relationships with the kids, but also we are very family friendly, family focused and oriented too. So they get to know a lot of the parents as well and build those positive relationships with them. And then they kind of become a team in terms of um, making sure that the kids are supported academically and families get what they need to be the best parents that they can be. Janice's son Byron said those who work at the center have helped prepare him to pursue whatever path he wants to take on in life. I mean, there's, there's people that will tell you what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right. They'll, they'll educate you, mentor, mentor you. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I think they sent me on the right path. They will do their best, or no, not even do their best. They will make it their mission to check in on you and just make sure you're doing okay. I had a lot of people in my corner, so I'm blessed to have them. His mother used the same word to describe her relationship with the folks at the MLK Center. Blessed. You know, they're not, they're not looking after these kids for two and a half hours, three hours a day. They're looking out for these kids for life. And um, you, you just, I don't know where else you would find that. 
I've been blessed. So they make you feel safe. There is there is zero tolerance and it is a safe place. It's safe for you mentally. It's safe for you spiritually. It's safe for you physically. They just um, foster that type of environment. While providing youth programs was the rock on which the MLK Center was built, they offer many more services that benefit the community, like workshops and parent education programs that help foster strong families throughout Spokane. The center also offers volunteer and leadership opportunities for Spokane's teens to help them develop job skills. And within the last few years, they've started offering senior services. I would say we serve people from ages three to 93. The oldest person is in our senior program. So we have a variety of, of families that and individuals that access the services here. Janice Medlock described the MLK Center as a place that has the resources you never thought you'd need until you need them. Sometimes you just don't know and you just don't know where to turn. And there they are, the Martin Luther King Center. They come up with an answer and, or they'll provide a little workshop or they'll do something out of the ordinary that just lets you know that someone's got your back. And just being able to walk in the door and say, okay, this is, this is what's happening you know, can you help me out? And I, I can't imagine that they would ever say, oh, no, that's not us. Um, they might say, you know what, let me get, let me, let me do some research. Let me, let me, let me find out for you. But you're never going to walk in there and, and be turned away without some kind of answer. The recent move from their old building on Sherman Avenue to the East Central Community Center on 500 South Stone Street has made it easier than ever to help those in need. Executive Director Frida Gandhi. We were able to transition existing services that we um, were operating out of a smaller building on Sherman and then able to take some of the programs that were already here and make those um, very successful um, programs that, that meet the needs of the community as well. We didn't have a senior program before moving here. Um, we didn't have a food bank before moving here. Now we have a variety of programs under one roof that parents can access just right here. It's just a trip down the hallway versus possibly getting on a bus and traveling across town or having to leave work early to get to some of these places. Janice. They've always been a part of the, the community in that neighborhood, but so much so more so much more now. The MLK Center is even hosting COVID-19 vaccination clinics twice a month for the next four months with the help of SRHD and WSU School of Nursing. So far, the center has helped administer over 1,200 vaccine doses. It's important to um, us at the center to make sure that vaccine distribution is equitable and that people who would normally have access would have access within their community versus having um, to travel to mass distribution sites. We are addressing um, the hesitancy in the communities of color as well. There's a lot of stuff out there that people are trying to process um, regarding the vaccine that are just not true. So being that resource here to um, answer any questions that they may have or referring them to their medical providers or other experts in the community who can kind of help them work through all the information that they're hearing regarding the vaccines. To find out more about an upcoming vaccine clinic, head to the center's website, 
mlkspokane.org, or go to their Facebook page. When something has been a part of a person's life for so long, it's hard for them to imagine what their life would be like if they didn't have that thing. It's like asking an accomplished violinist what their life would be like if they had never learned to play the violin, or if a dancer had never learned to dance. It's impossible for them to comprehend. That's how Janice Medlock felt when I asked her what her and her son's lives would be like if they didn't have the MLK Center. I, I hate to even think to consider what would have happened, how we would have ended up. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure, I'm sure it would have been okay, but would it have been, I think we would have been worse off. I think, I, I think it would have been more of a struggle. For her, the MLK Center is family. Without question, without question, family and beyond. Janice even got a little emotional when describing the impact the center and the people they've met there have had on her boys' lives, especially 18-year-old Byron, who can't even remember life without the center. The ones that Byron grew up with, there's, there's a group, and as a matter of fact, these kids, they started out in ECAP at three years old, and they're going to graduate, you know, I'm going to cry on you. They're going to graduate together, um, and they're all solid, beautiful children and they're not well, they're young adults now and um would that be without the mlk hard to say but i think not janice's 14 year old son christopher put it simply it's a very loving family it's it's just fun to be there and for executive director frida gandhi who's poured 21 years worth of tears sweat and love into the center it's nothing without the families who use it. We have just great family dynamics. Some of our parents are single parents. Some are, some of the kids are from two-parent households. Some kids are being raised by grandparents. Maybe one or both parents are incarcerated. So we see kids from various backgrounds, families from various backgrounds with various needs that we have to meet. So that's why the, the center is very strong in the East Central neighborhood, but we have kids from all over because um, parents know that bringing their kids here, they will see other kids that look like them, um, that they form a sense of identity here and they're proud of who they are. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the newest SPS podcast series, recognizing our amazing community partners. They are a huge part in helping the district provide equitable opportunities for our students to succeed inside and outside the classroom, no matter their background. If you'd like to learn more information about the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Family Outreach Center, or are interested in using their services, or just want to help out, head to their website, mlkspokane.org, or go to their Facebook page. You can find new episodes of this podcast series, as well as episodes from our previous series on mental health at spokaneschools.org slash listen. And please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle Spokane Schools. Stay tuned next month for our next episode, highlighting another one of our amazing community partners. I'm Allie Barrera. Thanks for listening.